The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome. Put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, March the 2nd, 2023. I'm Bob Metz. And I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Join us for an hour of discussion that's not right wing. It's Just Right. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be we are pleased to feature as our guest today Canadian researcher Dr. Jessica Rose, whose expertise in immunology and computational biology served as the grounds for her decision to raise the alarm about COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccines. Robert's interview with Dr. Rose was originally released on February 15th on Just Right's various video channels that was immediately banned on YouTube, which of course is among the best testimonials and endorsements that you could possibly get, confirming that what she had to say was true and credible. Let's discover what YouTube found so unacceptable for its audiences that we find so acceptable for our audiences, shall we? It all begins right after our reminder that you can write us at feedback at justrightmedia.org. Hear us on WBCQ and on Channel 292 Shortwave. Follow and like us on your favorite podcast platform and visit us at justrightmedia.org where you can access all of our social media links, archive broadcasts, and the support button that makes it easy for you to support the show. Because as always, your financial support is appreciated and is what makes this show possible. Very pleased today to be joined by uh, Dr. Jessica Rose. Dr. Rose, I wonder if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure, and thanks for having me, by the way. I'm Jessica Rose, a Canadian researcher. I have a few degrees, two of which I earned in Newfoundland, Canada, and three of which I earned in Israel, ranging from applied mathematics to biochemistry. So I've been using each one of those degrees, elements of them, to delve into some of the things that are wrong in the last three years, data-wise, and also publication-wise, everything-wise. I mean, everything I think that has happened in the last three years due to these so-called COVID measures is, is wrong and backwards. So I've been using my expertise in these different fields in order to try and bring forth some truth and validate the actual science and truth behind what's going on and to, to try and provide evidence that does not support a lot of what has been happening as well. So one of the ways I've been doing that is to analyze the VAERS data, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System data from the United States. And the reason I chose this data set to analyze is because it's very accessible, first of all. You can just download this data. 
And because I had a feeling based on the fact that these injections that are the only solution to COVID, according to the CDC and the FDA and the NHS and everybody else, which are based on brand new technologies too, I had a feeling that the adverse event data sets were going to grow very fast and I wasn't wrong. So just to give everyone an idea of where VAERS is right now, as opposed to having a total cumulative number of adverse event reports for all vaccines combined for a year, actually the 30-year the average is close to 39,000 reports for all vaccines combined. So for, we'll just say for 2021, for three products alone, Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen, it was close to 800,000 reports. So there's absolutely no comparison between 2021, 22, and 23. There's no comparison to what was uh, happening historically in VAERS. Not total number, not absolute count wise, and not range of adverse events wise. So yeah, that's who I am. Long answer. <laughs> There's uh, been reports that if you include the non-reporting factor, uh, because it is a voluntary system that doctors, if they notice an, uh, an adverse reaction, including death from an injection of a vaccine, that it's voluntary. They just go to the VAERS, which is an American site, and upload their information to it. Now, do you think that including this non-reporting factor, which can be as high as 40 times, given the number of deaths that are now in VAERS, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's up to like 13,000 or something deaths, directly attributed to vaccine injections with the non-reporting factor some people are saying that worldwide through extrapolation we may consider 20 million deaths to be a, an accurate figure what do you think of that well based on denis rancourt's new study which apparently is being scrubbed from ResearchGate as we speak <laughs> i tried to look it up you just tweeted it out moments ago i went to ResearchGate, I couldn't find it. I think it's because of my substack. I'm really sorry, Denny. We're, me and Denny are emailing back and forth now. <laughs> but wow. Maybe I'm being a little bit you know, self-valued there because a lot of people are interested in this paper, but seems funny, like almost as soon as I posted my substack and then tweeted it out, that ResearchGate just erased his work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's what we're facing. We can talk about censorship. It's probably a good time to do that. But according to his uh, paper, it's closer to 13 million people that have probably been killed by these shots. That's based on the total number of shots administered, which is of course in the billions. So the VAERS total, if you count both of the domestic, which are the reports that are filed within the United States, and the foreign reports, which are reports that are filed outside of the U.S. to pharmaceutical companies and then directly to VAERS, we're over 40,000 deaths. And of course, we don't really know what the underreporting factor is exactly. And I dare say that it's probably a little bit lower than the underreporting factor for other adverse events. According to the low estimate in Denny's work, there's probably a good chance that the underreporting factor for death is 20. 
we can use his work now to calculate this underreporting factor using VAERS data. So it's it, it's looking like the underreporting factor for death is about 20 based on the low estimate. If you use what he is calling a probably more likely estimate, which is double that, then you just double it, which is interesting as well because Steve Kirsch has actually calculated the underreporting factor himself. I have too. My estimate for severe adverse events of which death is one is 31 and his was 41 based on a, a different study and so it's interesting how these kind of line up with each other it's striking and and i don't i don't think it's a coincidence so i don't think there's any doubt in the world that we're we're looking at millions of deaths and it sounds insane to say that insane but i think that's what we're looking at i mean the evidence is piling up again you know maybe we're all wrong but it, it, and and maybe it's not millions but it's definitely hundreds of thousands there's no doubt in my mind but in my opinion now based on what we're looking at to date i think it probably is in the millions and we're not even talking about uh, this is just deaths i mean the suffering for these people is over the suffering begins for their loved ones, but we're not even talking about disabilities or all these other conditions that people are being afflicted with, which I've said this like a year and a half ago, I think that's worse than death. Suffering ad infinitum throughout your life is worse than death, if you ask me. It's worse for your loved ones too, because they have to care for you and it's painful to watch your loved one go through suffering and pain themselves. So yeah, that's a long answer to your question. <laughs> I know we treat this rather cavalierly, just talking about deaths in the millions, preventable deaths from this. And it, it just boggles the mind. How else do you deal with this? You know, over 10 million dead. Let's take a low figure. 10 million yeah. dead from, from yeah. these injections. And nothing is being done about it. And they're still promoting it. Popular talk show host Stu Peters is our guest for the hour. StuPeters.com needs no introduction. Stu Peters, great to have you. I think it's pretty clear COVID was a beta test. They're getting ready for something new. Stu, great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex. We have an empire of lies, a fake government, a corporate government crime syndicate that has openly declared biowarfare on its own citizens. And one of the most alarming things is, you know, by omission, the criminal press has completely led people to their own slaughter. And this is like world governments are all in lock, lockstep together working to accomplish this remember the lies that we were told about covid 19 we were told lies about spreading and infection we were told lies about masking we were told lies about safe and effective vaccines we were told lies about the pandemic of the unvaccinated we were told lies about you know hospitals caring for patients how we couldn't be around grandma and grandpa in the nursing homes we couldn't be next to our loved ones in the hospitals who walked in under their own horsepower, who were otherwise perfectly healthy people and reported the sniffles or a cough before anybody knew what this COVID-19 thing was all about. We were led to our own slaughter as they were given this deadly remdesivir protocol, this venomous product that goes through your veins and courses through causing renal failure. It failed an African Ebola trial. Tony Fauci knew that he was responsible for getting it into the Ebola trial. The NIH dictated this one single treatment to every hospital facility here and then threatened doctors that if they didn't use this protocol, well, guess what? They were gonna lose their licenses. So they coerced the doctors, they coerced everybody in big corporate America, uh, all of the globalist conglomerates. The NFL is a great example. 
you know, they report what nearly a hundred percent of the uh, players and personnel for these teams are injected with this bioweapon. And then boom, all of a sudden, as you know, programs like yours and ours start to dig into this, we have people coming forward with patents and showing when all of this was actually developed. They tell you right here, this is a pegylated lipid nanoparticle. This Weapon of biowarfare, according to their patent, and this isn't just some arbitrary patent, this is a patent that was used across every single COVID injection vaccine that they told you was safe and effective. This instructs your body to produce billions of spike proteins, billions of venomous peptides uh, that course through your veins and cause all kinds of autoimmune deficiencies and antibody dependent enhancement and Guillain-Barre and myocarditis. Every single one of these symptoms is listed as the effect, as the adverse event or side effect, we believe intended consequences of a bioweapon that they unleashed on the world. And nobody's talking about it. How would you describe the world today and how would you describe how it's going for the new world order for team demon versus team freedom if this was a football game at halftime what's going on uh well we're getting crushed and the reason why we're getting crushed is because of the lack of unification there's factions inside of you know every single quote movement the health freedom movement you know the the republican party there's factions inside of specific factions like mega you know there's the gay mega versus the straight mega and there's catholics versus protestants and jews and i mean like this is an attempt to divide everybody and they're doing it successfully we have to move to the accountability phase right now, I believe. And the first people that we should focus on are the press who have led people directly to their deaths. Well, as Trump says, the mainstream media is the enemy of the people. They're totally discredited. All the polls show they have less than a 10% approval rating. You've tweeted out recently about the CDC, at least in the United States, including COVID injections, COVID um, mRNA vaccines in the typical regimen of vaccinations for Infants, you want to talk about that? Oh, yes, I do. And amazingly, I wasn't aware about Aaron Siri's recent video broadcast, which brings this up in spades. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't tell you the details, but watch Aaron Siri uh, Hepatitis B. So he just does this entire analysis or report on how the Hep B shots aren't safe to put into your babies. If you didn't already realize that, he will explain to you how in this video. That's what I know about it so far. So interestingly enough, that's always the inflection point for me. And by inflection point, I mean, when you look at that as a parent, as a mom who literally just out your baby, if you had a nurse or doctor or whoever come near your baby with a Hep B shot, solution in a syringe, you should say, back off my baby. Don't do that. No newborn baby. I mean, just out of you, yeah. they they give these shots. It, it, it It's just like, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I, I, I really don't. That's all you need to know about schedule to say no to all of it, because that's just ludicrous. What risk do babies have of acquiring hep b why do they need to get it as soon as they come out of the womb and and it's repeated it's repeated 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 we do not know about contaminants 
We don't have the Vax on Vax study. We, we don't have any data on this. So watch that Aaron Siri video. Just want to put that out there. Is that but, the video where yeah. he talks about the uh, the study that they did to justify the injection included 147 monitored over only five days. And now every yeah, yeah, single yeah. infant in the United States gets, along with their vitamin K, hep B shot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So watch that and, and prepare to be horrified. But this is worse. Okay. This is way worse than that. These shots, these COVID shots, they're using the Pfizer and the Moderna, the, the original chicken recipe, as far as I know, like the original outdated, long, long extent versions, these shots. And I believe they're probably doing that because they have stock left over. And no, I'm not being cynical. I think that's true. I might be wrong, but I wouldn't put it past them. I've been vaccinated against things most people haven't heard of. I say that all the time. I feel 100% differently than I did three years ago when I started making YouTube videos about how safe vaccines are and, and what mRNA products are. And this is how I work. I go into the modus operandi of what it is that I'm trying to learn about because that's how you do it. I might be wrong. I admit it sometimes. I am wrong. You know, who cares? And that's how you learn and how you grow. But man, the things that I've learned about how the operations actually go in terms of getting an idea into an arm, wow. It's as if they just took ethics and it's out the window. There's no more ethics involved here. Yeah, they replaced it with dollars. Yeah. And you'd think with all the billions, hundreds of billions of dollars over the, the decades given to research and pharmaceutical companies that they could have at least answered some of those very basic questions that you're talking about. What is yeah. the uh, the long-term effects, deleterious or not, about injecting more than one vaccine into a child or versus an adult? Those very basic questions aren't being asked or answered. Because we we really, really need to redesign this whole inoculation system. It's just become a meat market. It's like I get billions of dollars for my company if I get this on the childhood vaccination schedule and I don't have any liability. How attractive is that for a biotech company or a pharmaceutical company? But that's what it is now. It's like, it's exactly what you said. The human component, which is the whole reason why we're doing this has just been scrubbed. We're supposed to be right. saving lives. And yet we've got now evidence, very credible evidence, that the cure is worse than the virus itself. In the millions of deaths, where before they used to pull a product, if a handful of people died, now you've got millions. Even Don't even include the millions, the underreporting factor and, and extrapolating worldwide. Let's just use the various Yeah, data. you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I always say. You don't even need the underreporting factor. It's atrocious. And everybody should know theirs is flawed. It's antiquated. It's an outdated system. There are probably three different sets of books. We have access to one. And in my opinion, and in open Vares's opinion, these are the books they want us to see. So this is probably a huge underestimate of the real picture as it stands. Every estimate that I think that we're all making, by we, I mean the scientists and the researchers digging into this, I think are gross underestimates. 
this is not a discussion about biology or virology or immunology. This is a political discussion. Yeah. Exactly. So that's very, very clear. It was like we were all treated and still being treated like dumb children. I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but that's exactly what this has been uh, about. Many of us are grown-ups. Many of us have gotten through a lot of you know, pain and suffering, and, and we've gotten to a point where we're pretty good at taking care of ourselves and making our own decisions. Many of us have kids, so we do that for other people as well. We're good at it, right? Mom knows best. Dad knows best. So the fact that the choice was taken away is so offensive to me. And I mean that in the true meaning of the word offensive. And that's where I just don't understand why everybody didn't see that big red flag go up. I mean, why would you why would you stop a doctor from prescribing an off-label, completely safe drug that is affiliated in the case of ivermectin with a Nobel Prize for its efficacy at fighting parasitic infections? It doesn't make any sense. And hydroxychloroquine is a zinc ionophore, just like quercetin is. So it, it helps get zinc to your cells. So you combine hydroxychloroquine or quercetin with zinc. It's, it's not going to hurt you. Why would you make it impossible in many countries to have access to something that might help you? Why were we all tied up with nooses 100 meters from our houses and told that we can't go outside? that we can't exercise, that we can't get our vitamin D from the sun. Why weren't we told that you should supplement with vitamin D? Because we know that death from COVID is associated with vitamin D deficiency. It's all a perfect storm of lies. Everything that they've done has been against the health of the public. That's why I'm thinking that this has been, um, ironically, a good thing, the whole COVID-19 issue, because it has woken up so many millions of people to what is going on not necessarily about virology now everybody every lay person has to be a virologist out there <laughs> and a climatologist and now a nutritionist uh, or a ufo ufologist <laughs> but but they've woken up to the politics they now can connect the dots to one great ideology of nihilism this is what i think in philosophy it is a nihilistic philosophy no values, no life, no nothing, no objectivity, no truth. Give me, give me, give me as a politician. The psychopaths at the top have floated to the top and are now destroying life on this planet quite deliberately. And, and with glee, I think, you know, with glee, I think they enjoy it, a lot of them. So th this is the Great Awakening. But part of the Great Awakening is the colleges of physicians and surgeons in all 10 provinces here in this country and the uh, corresponding regulatory agents in uh, other countries, we now can see the danger of a central body, mostly of bureaucrats, by the way, if people look into how you get on to these colleges of physicians and surgeons, not, they're not, they don't even have to be doctors. So there's the danger. You get these colleges saying, this is how you must um, administer medicine. This is how you must doctor to your patients. And despite the doctor's own best interest when they have a patient in front of them, they used to talk about holistic medicine, taking the individual as a whole. Now it's one size fits all. You do what we tell you to do, even though it's against your best interest, 
even though it's against the science, even though your patient may die, you do what we tell you to do, or we're going to rip your career out from under your feet. That is, the, to me, the great awakening. Uh, your comments on that, maybe with Jordan Peterson as a good example, with the College of Psychologists now trying to train him into being a better person because of his tweets, political tweets. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on the Colleges of Physicians and Surgeons? We, we all got censored. We all got booted from Twitter, myself included, uh, for, for simply posting CDC data, actually. It's really, really weird. Um, to, to think that you, to have the audacity, this, this really boils me, to think that you can interfere with the relationship established between a doctor and their, their patients in, in that setting is just beyond me. And I don't understand why more medical doctors, and I really, really, I can't get this part, why more medical doctors didn't say no to the shots, first of all, and didn't uh, say, you know, back off telling me what I'm going to do in my own practice. When, when people in Canada, medical doctors in Canada that I know, tried to file, simply tried to file adverse event reports for their own patients, a couple of them lost their medical licenses over this. And yeah, they're trying to take uh, Jordan Peterson's license to practice um, psychology, right? I, 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 I don't think it's the equivalent of a medical uh, license, but yeah, it's, it's like, where do you get off uh, reaching your hand into this, this specific cookie jar? It like, it doesn't belong there. Get out bureaucrat. That's how I feel. It's, it's deplorable where we are right now, but you're absolutely right. And I always try and uh, bounce back to that. The fact that this has all become visible to the average person and to hardcore skeptics like myself is a really positive thing because you can't really fight a problem unless you know that it exists and admit that it exists. You have to admit that there's a problem first before you can face it. So yeah, Houston, we have a problem. These people have been caught telling so many lies. These lies have directly led to the deaths of millions and millions of Americans. They have caused infertility and sterility. They have caused a died suddenly pandemic, the number one phrase being used in obituaries worldwide. This is 100% the biggest kill off that we have ever seen and they have to complete it. So we need to demand right now, Nuremberg 2.0. These people need to be held accountable and there is a precedent for this. It's not hyperbolic in nature. Don't let anybody gaslight you into believing that you're somehow a violent extremist when you suggest that we should be upholding the rule of law. Military tribunals, if that doesn't work because our military is depleted and full of transgender freak shows and just compliant sheep who would take the death jab themselves and we've got nobody left, guess what? There are 340 million Americans in this country. There's a precedent for how we handle these war criminals and people who have been bleeding people to their deaths prematurely for decades now. The evidence is here. We have the bioweapon. We have this Ukrainian debacle that's happening here. These are no, you just said it. We are now in World War III. The globalists are launching it against all of humanity, and they plan on only making it intensify. What do you think the next big shooter drops are? 
I mean, I think that we need to hold these people accountable. The next big shoot of drops are going to be more of the Marburg pandemics that you just talked about. They're going to have to they're going to have to continue the plan that they have found a successful formula in using pandemics, locking people down, depopulating the planet, scaring the hell out of everybody to push them towards the big pharma injections that are bioweapons as per the contract with the DOD who ordered these things up and then launched warfare. questions I've been flying on planes for months flying on a plane this is when I knew like hmm all right this is so dangerous keep grandma in the basement but you can go fly wherever you like now here's the best part I don't know if you've been flying they get you soon as you walk in the terminal, make sure you wear your mask at all times, do your part, stay six foot safe. Yeah, that, you know when that doesn't work? It goes right, the minute you board that plane, everyone's like, <laughs> come on, I want to get overhead space. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, we got to get on the plane. We gotta, there's not enough overhead space. And then here's the best part. Now you're on a plane. I'm on a tube. I'm in a tube. An enclosed tube. Okay? And then I'm sitting next to someone right here. And right here. And this person here, I know that he's about three bills. He's got high cholesterol. He's already huffing and puffing. I'm not used to walking from one terminal to the other. I've had the gout three times in the last year, but they wouldn't take me because of COVID. Doctors don't take anyone nowadays unless you're almost dead and they put you on the respirator. Yeah. So I said I'm not dying, but I got the gout. And the mess is keeping him clean. His cheeks are out to here. <laughs> Oh, let's not forget the air vent above that he's too high to Trust the science. Ah! I know a doctor. I know a doctor. Facts and figures. Ah! 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 And then they, then they walk up and down the aisles. It is a federal crime. If we catch you with that mask, Blow your nose. Even though we're in a tube. With the air vents and the guy with high cholesterol. 
keep it on at all times or you may never fly again and you may deal with federal punishment. But it's snack time, you can take them off. Oh, thank you! Thank you, science! Ah, ah. Thank you, experts! Ah, I get to eat with no mask on! We're so safe when we eat peanuts, isn't this fun? Thank God I'm safe. Well, that's one way of expressing the plain truth in a creative way. And you are listening to Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online, where our conversation with Dr. Jessica Rose continues. I, I don't, I mean, many people talk about presidents and prime ministers being puppets and, and Gates being a puppet, and even, even the pharmaceutical uh, industry is a puppet in a way, big puppet, but um, it's true. Uh, there's there's someone pulling the strings of all of these people. That 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 president guy, who's I mean Biden is a beautiful example. <laughs> he he's he's not really competent to serve as president of the United States of America. I mean people have problems with Trump. Give me a break. Trump was like a godsend compared to this guy. He he's not. He, he doesn't seem competent most times when he's speaking. And I'm only basing this on what I've heard him say himself. So, I mean, it's it's the teleprompter um, phenomenon. I mean, all of the legacy media reporters as well, they're just reading from a teleprompter, something that someone has scripted. That's why when, you, you know, you've seen this video where, yeah, you know, something about our democracy, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone's saying the exact same thing in unison on all these legacy media channels. There's a reason for that. It's because it was written for them. <laughs> um, so they're all they're all being puppeteered. They're all being handled. And I mean, it extends into, uh, like I said, organizations, governments, uh, Hollywood, um, the CIA, the FBI, everything you can think of. So it's it's like, um, it's just really important for me, uh, myself to, to cut to, it was important for me to kind of solidify that and to introduce it to anybody who's not thinking about it. I mean, it's one thing to say, yeah, they're a puppet, but it's another thing to really understand how invasive uh, this is in our entire society and how it's it's important to recognize that finger pointing at specific individuals is what they want you to do. That's a, that's their target for for all of your rage and 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 for the division to be created. It's like no 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 no. It's not about that person at all. They're just they're just there. They're the token person in that position. The the rage that you feel, and I think everybody should feel rage at this point, is at this machine this entity that's circular, you know, um, massively powerful entity that's controlling everything now, which is fueled by the money from big pharma, controlled by governments, etc. So it, it sounds crazy again, but this, <laughs> this is it. So again, that was a long answer. I'm not sure I answered it well, but you did indeed. No, you answered it perfectly in the only way that an individual <laughs> freely could answer it. 
Um, right. these, <laughs> these handlers that we speak of um, is, a, is like a level of a filter, isn't it? All of the information from the individuals is either being orchestrated by a handler, which is like a filter. And now we have filters of government and the media. By the way, the media, to me, are the menace. To oh, most yeah. people, Marshall McLuhan, the media are the menace. And because none of this, and I emphasize that, none of this would have happened if the fourth estate had did their job, which is to 100%. be our voice, our criticism uh, against power. And Trudeau would not be elected. Biden would not have been elected. Um, none of this would have happened. Um, we would not have been wearing masks if any critical thinker in the mainstream media had not accepted their 30 pieces of silver and, and gone out there and destroyed their careers, um, their, their um, integrity to save their careers. So with that, um, this being a filter, uh, I understand you're raging against the machine, but again, it's almost like a physical object that it's not going to help. <laughs> Because I, I have a problem with people saying, oh, if get rid of Trudeau, get rid of Biden, get rid of uh, Sunak, you know, and I go, no, they no. are interchangeable. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> they are expendable. What you have to address and people have to work. And this is my editorializing here um, is the philosophy. It's not yes. just the machine. It's just not the organizations. As Rex Murphy said, yeah, Canada is not broken. It's the administration of Canada that is broken, the machinery, right? But beyond that is an overarching culture, an overarching mm -hmm. philosophy. And I think that it is exemplified in something you said in your substack about Jordan Peterson, where you said that... Um, in defense of Jordan Peterson against his College of Psychologists, uh, quote, I think that Jordan and I share the same somewhat immutable, ornery, principle stance with regard to right and wrong. And I do mean right and wrong, and I do believe that right and wrong are not subjective. Now, if anybody has followed me in my videos or on the radio program just right for the last, since 2007, 15 years, 16 years, you will understand that our philosophy, myself and Bob Metz, um, have a philosophy that is best exemplified by the word objectivist. That things, that the universe exists, and things exist in the universe that have identity, which are immutable. Values can be derived from this, right, from a, a reasonable person to promote life and happiness. And what we're now again, I'm 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 waxing philosophic here, but I, I want I your opinion it. on this. Um, if the uh, if if we're dealing with nihilists at the top, nihilism is the philosophy that nothing exists. I mean, not even some. You get some cosmologists out there saying that the universe doesn't exist, <laughs> but by <laughs> extension, values are subjective. Anything goes. I mean, you look at some of the people who've been on display recently in their costumes, uh, the celebrities. Um, you think <laughs> about transgenderism. You think about what they're teaching children in school these days. It's, it's everywhere. It's pervasive in society, this nihilistic philosophy that it, the universe is whatever you want to do, go do it. Um, your thoughts? All I can say is I know somehow it, it sounds ridiculous, but um, I just know somehow that 
some things are right and some things are wrong. There's this, uh, Jordan Peterson would be a much better person to ask this. I don't, I don't verbalize this stuff very well, but it's, it just seems to me that there's a core foundation of, of right and wrong. And even if there isn't, maybe this is a good point to make, maybe it's a good idea for us to assume that there is because with that foundation, we have somewhere to, to grow from. So if we just suspend the idea, even the idea that there's right and wrong, we don't really have a foundation to grow on. So like, where are we? We're nowhere. So perfect. maybe that's the best way for me to mobilize. No, it, it, it's perfect because what you're doing is you're juxtaposing um, the very fact that there are values versus an amoral person. Um, I, I have a quote here that may, that, that I think that fits hand in glove with what you're just saying. It's from Ayn Rand. That which is proper to the life of a rational being is the good. That which negates, opposes, or destroys it is the evil. And I've always said that the left is a death cult. And I believe that truly. I think they hate their own lives. And from that, yeah. my extension, they hate other people. Like you said earlier, um, you think that they take pleasure in, in the pain. And, and there is so much pain being inflicted on the masses right now, from not just from the shots, but from the, the lockdowns and, and all of this torture. We, we, we've all been pretty much tortured for two years. I don't care. Uh, you know, who you are, or what you've been doing, or how, you know, deluded you might be as to what we've all been put through, but we have all been tortured. Um, isolation for, for a social being is, is a form of torture. So I agree with you. And, and in order to, to be able to um, enact or, or to, to feel pleasure from inflicting pain or, or just to not care, to be completely like, you know, uh, um, non-responsive to the pain that you might be inflicted or non-considerate of it requires a certain um, uh, high level of psychopathy, I think, like like lack of empathy. So I think you're right. I think that they're in that place of that uh, that animal abuser. I think that they don't value life. Like yeah, Justin Trudeau? I, Justin he, Trudeau, I think you mentioned it here. You called him the chairman hair boy of the North, for example, somebody who was... <laughs> groomed to be the way he is right this guy was born with a deep state embedded in his rectum you're absolutely I right think, a lot of people I are like that was. i think he was and he's he's completely unlikable because he's not relatable um the the way that he he poises himself when he speaks to us uh he doesn't speak to us he speaks at us and oftentimes he's not speaking he's dictating it's just gross we remind you that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau continues to be antagonistic about who he considers is press, who is legitimate. Uh, so this is Google following right in line with him not wanting some sites to be ranked as news if he doesn't like them. Here he was last year slamming Rebel News, telling them exactly what kind of disdain he had for any anti-government dissent. The only reason that I'm allowed to ask you this question is because today the federal court ruled that the government doesn't have the right to determine who is or is not a journalist. This is the second election in a row that the court had to overturn your government. Do you still insist on being able to make that decision and why? 
first of all, questions around accreditation were handled by the press gallery and the consortium of uh, networks who have uh, strong perspectives on quality journalism and the important information that is shared with Canadians. Uh, the reality is organizations, organizations like yours uh, that continue to spread misinformation and disinformation on the science around vaccines, around how we're going to actually get through this pandemic and be there for each other and keep our kids safe is part of why we're seeing such um, unfortunate uh, anger and lack of understanding of basic science. And quite frankly, your I won't call it a media organization, your group of uh, individuals uh, need to take accountability for uh, some of the polarization that we're seeing in this country. And I think Canadians uh, are cluing into the fact that uh, there is a really important decision we take about the kind of country we want to see. And I salute all extraordinary hardworking journalists that put science and facts at the heart of what they do and ask me tough questions every day, uh, but make sure that they are educating and informing Canadians from a broad range of perspectives, which is the last thing that you guys do. Oh, he sure told her. All right. Well, we want to tell you about how Canada is not getting access to certain news websites because Google now is testing blocking certain news that Canada doesn't like. Uh, the Canadian government last year introduced the Online News Act. This was in the wake of the trucker protest um, introduced by Justin Trudeau's liberal government. And it is a way for Canada to downrank and declassify news organizations if they don't like it. And now Google is saying, well, okay, we'll test out doing this, which is interesting that Google would do this and they admitted to it. A Google spokesperson emailed Reuters and said, we're briefly testing potential product responses to Bill C-18 that impacts a very small percentage of Canadian users. We run thousands of tests each year to assess any potential changes to search. Except the bill hasn't passed yet. Uh, if you look at the Parliament of Canada website, you can see that it is still being debated in the Senate. So why would Google need to turn off access for Canadians for such a controversial bill that amounts to censorship? and the shutting down of a free press. Now, the C-18, it gives the government the power to negotiate who is and who is not a news organization, and then it establishes a code of conduct for those who do not to get, get to be established as news, um, and that the prime minister won't call a news organization. Uh, it would be, they would be blocked by ISPs and search engines. Um, it would also fine anyone for violating the codes of conduct established by the government, which is not what you would call a free press. But my problem with this is that it seems that the government has already handed over a list of who they would disqualify, because otherwise, how would Google know who to block? Well, we are already seeing it today, right? Because we have a number of viewers who are telling us this afternoon that, in fact, they can't find our show, that they weren't able to find our show, that even just doing a simple search on YouTube, they weren't able to find it in Canada by just searching for redacted news or redacted. They can't find the show. And can we please provide them with a link? And so we heard from a couple of Canadian viewers today on that very issue. 
Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly troubling. And then, of course, Justin Trudeau had lectured all of us about how there's slippage, right? That there's slippage, as he described, there's slippage happening about democracies around the world. And you start to see this slippery slope, as he described it, taking away freedoms and and he and he was specifically talking about Putin and he was talking and he was, you know, in support of Ukraine, Ukraine, the most corrupt government in Europe, which has clamped down on personal freedoms, taken away, uh, taken away free press and can take state control of that clamped down on religions. Right. Um, all sorts of things. And he was lecturing us about democracy and, and he in his own government doing the very thing that he's lecturing the rest of us about. Yeah. steps back I feel like this is gonna be a Broadway play in three years you know what I mean like what it's six foot safe social distance six foot safe Five foot danger. Six foot safe. Five foot danger. If you're six foot safe, I'm five foot danger. I'm coming to breathe on you. I'm the grandma killer. Listen to the rules. <laughs> Here come the governors. Bump, 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 bump. We have no rules and regulations. We shall determine who is essential. shall determine who may go at your house and who shall have a muffin and remember if you see any children playing ones outside together report them and their parents this is for your safety six foot safe And then the news cockatoos come out. Watch the news, watch the news. Trust the experts, trust the experts. Trust the science, trust the science. CDC, CDC, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Mask on, mask off, two shots, one shot, mask on, two masks. Ah! Ah! Comply, comply. Six foot safe. Do what you are told, it is for your safety. 
I've never seen anything like this in my life. Perhaps we can conclude, um, Dr. Rose, by getting your opinion on how do we go from here? Now that uh, a large part of the population has realized the situation we're in, not only uh, factually with a lot of the, the vaccines, the disease, how we're manipulated, the media, people are waking up. So what would your advice be to your fellow Canadians or, or anybody else in any other country as to what we should do? And let's not just leave it at the political realm but any other realm as well. What would your advice be? Well, in the political realm, run for politics, get involved. It's not a joke. Like I'm, I'm seriously considering that that might be the next thing that I do. And, and I, what, a, what a joke that is to hear myself say that. I mean, <laughs> politics is like, it's, it's not something um, I, I, I think I would ever want to engage in because I would feel like I needed a shower every time I did. But... <laughs> But, you know, if, if you want to change things, you got to be active. So uh, on that note, yeah, talk. Talk as much as you can. Do it. Shake some foundations and do it every day because we need to rattle the cages and we need to do it all at once. Hugging. Just be human. Like, be social beings and interact and touch and hug and speak and laugh and procreate and do all of those things that humans do. Do everything that they tell you not to do. Yes. <laughs> How well about said. that? Well said. As a matter of fact, your advice to speak speaks to uh, Matthias Desmet's The Psychology of Totalitarianism and the mass formation or the mass psychosis that people get into by not being so critical. The only way to break that, he posits, is to speak out which is really the only, the only reason I, I do interviews like this is, is because I have this channel. I have to get a voice out. It has to be repeated. And yep. as much as I certainly enjoy this interviewing and talking to people, the, the technical aspects of all this is quite time consuming. And, you know, yeah. you know it's not something that, I, that I'd prefer to be doing, but I have to do it. Much like I ran yep. for politics. I ran for parliament. But second place doesn't count <laughs> in Yet. first past post. I ran for trustee. I was a trustee uh, successfully twice. Uh, no, I ran three wow. times successful twice. I ran for council. And if there's anything, a uh, word of encouragement, I would suggest to you is that would be that when your positions are known, you will find yourself surrounded by friends. There's no doubt about that. Thank you, Dr. Rose, for, for this um, talk. And I would encourage people to follow Dr. Rose on uh, Twitter and Substack. Get the information that will help you speak with a little bit more authority. And we need some information. And that is what Dr. Jessica Rose is doing with Unacceptable Jessica on Substack. And uh, thank you for your advice. Thank you for um, being an individual. Thank you for speaking out and telling us that life is worth living. So is, and thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Yes, it was a great conversation, and I have to admit that when Dr. Rose suggested that even if there isn't a right and wrong, it is best to say that there is because then we have a foundation to grow upon, I thought that was a profound insight, one that is rarely heard and which tends to address the danger faced by any society caught in a moral vacuum. Better to have a something than to have the nothing associated with the death cult of nihilism. And on that note, 
I thought we could wrap up today's show with a brief follow-up on our discussion two weeks ago regarding ChatGPT, during which the artificial intelligence program was spewing artificial facts about myself and the Freedom Party of Ontario. Now, shortly after that broadcast, Robert Vaughn forwarded the following email to me on February 20th under the subject heading of Having Fun with ChatGPT, and he asked ChatGPT this question. Quote, Okay, tell me what the authors of Just Right might think about conservatism, and ChatGPT answered like this. Just Right is a Canadian radio show and podcast that explores various topics related to politics, culture, and philosophy from a perspective that is generally critical of leftist and collectivist ideologies. The show is hosted by Robert Vaughn and Robert Metz, who describe themselves as being advocates of individualism and classical liberalism. Based on their past commentary and analysis, the hosts of Just Right would likely have a positive view of conservatism, particularly as it relates to individual rights, limited government, free markets, and traditional values. They have been critical of what they perceive as the authoritarian and collectivist tendencies of the political left and have argued in favor of a more individualistic and freedom-oriented approach to politics and society. However, it is worth noting that the hosts of Just Right are committed to independent thinking and rational inquiry and are not necessarily aligned with any particular political or ideological label. They have been known to challenge mainstream conservative positions on certain issues and have also been critical of some of the excesses and shortcomings of the conservative movement." Wow. You've got to admit, there's something a bit unsettling about ChatGPT getting it just right on the topic of just right. And as to the shortcomings of the conservative movement, we had yet another dramatic and glaring demonstration of the moral bankruptcy of the Canadian Conservative Party. So Pierre Poussiev, did I, did I pronounce the name correctly? That's it, isn't it? Pierre Poussiev? Pierre Poussiev joins the ranks of Tory leaders who thought all you have to do to win over voters was play on the left's terms until election day brings the inevitable pendulum swing. About which I suspect we'll have a lot more to say when you join us again next week as we continue our journey in the right direction. And until then, be right, stay right, do right, act right, think right, and be right back here. We'll see you then. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be alright. Uh, the vaccinators, you were real cocky a couple months ago. You, we got vaccinated. <laughs> Got my second shot, April 19th. I can't get sick from the corona. I'm vaccinated. See this bucket of virus? I'm vaccinated. I'll even lick metal. I'm not afraid of anything. I don't have to wear a mask. Uh, people vaccinated are getting sick. What? You need a new booster. What? <laughs> Who wants 
a shot. Who wants to see a ball game? Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wave your flipper. That's for you. Go see the ball game. Who wants, who wants to work again? That's for you. Who wants their kids educated? Go. What's in the shot? It's safe, don't worry. Don't worry.